Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today we have a band and they are none other than Backing Taka. Thank you, man, for taking the lead. I was just telling the boys how how I I I sometimes when there's words that you you that are unfamiliar to you, like um, you know, I, I have a problem with it because then I get anxiety about saying the word and then I build it up to be a whole whole ordeal. But anyway. That's, a That's story. completely okay, man. Plus, uh, as I uh, was telling you guys before, like the word DH, it's really not in your vocabulary. Hey, like saying the word yeah. ha, dhaka. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like, a, it's a, it's, it is a, like, I can't even think of any examples of it in English, to be honest. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But guys, like, let's go back to the start with you guys. Let's go to the, to the very beginning and like, how did you guys come to be a band and what's the what i don't know what's the journey from the from the start well it all started nine thousand years ago when the first dragon no so basically i um um dude we're all students from macquarie university so i came from bangladesh to you know macquarie around like 2017 ish and through the macquarie university music society i met max and demo funnily enough max was already in another band so you know I couldn't really ask him, I mean, uh, you know, ask him to be in my band. So me and Demo, we're like, hey, man, do you like music? Demo's like, yeah. And, you know, we just <laughs> <Yeah>. started. <laughs> the love story began. Yeah, basically. Demo, how was it from your end? How, what, what, what the start? Yes, our meeting, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very, <laughs> it was very clean. Yeah. <laughs> there was, there was a very noticeable chemistry that was like, kind of healthy to me at the start and songs can just kind of build up from our you know cooperation and yeah it was good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like uh i would like say something and sing it like timo can you do this and then he's just like doing it on the guitar and i'm like yeah. oh damn perfect and there was a cool chemistry then we decided hey let's try to start a band man and then we got some members you know you know how bands go and it was yeah. going pretty well, but then uh, it all changed when the fire nation. No, it all changed <clears> when <throat> Maxwell Measure was like, "Yo, man, uh, how come you've never asked me to jam with you?" And I'm like, "Wait, that was an option." <laughs> and then Max has an other band, you know what I mean? Heavy rock man. So yeah. I was like, "Yo," but then after Max came, like, started jamming with us, I feel like we started, like, actually developing into like a proper band. You yeah. Know? And then yeah, uh, back in Taka, we did our first show. And then, yeah, Hartley actually joined a bit later. Hartley, can you tell us your introduction to the band? Yes. Hello. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm sort of the the, uh, the youngster, you could say, of the band. And also, uh, so like the, uh, also the latest to join, but also the, the youngest in age as well. So, <laughs> and um, yeah, so basically, uh, as Simon pointed out, it was through Macquarie University. So again, I was a student there at the time and uh i was like man i really want to like join a band especially because uni is such a great place right so like trying to find a band because there's a lot of people there with similar interests uh and it was a group uh we had a it still is at macquarie called the macquarie music society <laughs> so now and again i'd like check and like oh is anyone looking for a drummer there and then like this these guys had a post and, like oh looking for a drummer for an indie rock band and like Indian. That's right, and like 
uh do you like the chili peppers and all that like that's some of the influences i'm like yes I'm a big fan so um yeah like i was keen to join they said um uh you know chuck, chuck us a video um see what see what, let's see what you're made of <laughs> um <laughs> and i uh sent them a video like okay this is like a really basic video hopefully it's good enough and then like Look, man you like, did a four by four beat dude you did a <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean dude like what out, yeah exactly i know right pretty crazy oh, man. Uh, <laughs> um so no like again they were, i was i was sort of surprised that they were very very pleased with it and they're just like um you know do you live like how close to you and all that and like were you willing to come over for a rehearsal basically uh like or try out if you'd like and um yeah went there um again i was pretty nervous to be honest again because this is sort of like my first time in like in a proper band uh like you know i have i've, I've had experience in a concert band but this is yeah. a rock rock band like an indie rock band a bit so, different concert band somewhere yeah it's just a little bit like maybe like a little bit smaller you could say <laughs> a little bit different vibe <laughs> so when i when i got there um th uh, thankfully what got to the right place as well got the right address that's always a good start um yeah. <laughs> just to walk in like oh it's just a band like nope like oh wrong place so luckily that wasn't the, the <laughs> case <laughs> but no uh when i got there i mean everyone was so welcoming and all that which is you know uh, helped me out a lot and yeah again i think as timo pointed out with some and just like that chemistry was a big factor as yeah. well so not only could we play well together as a band like when we weren't when we when the instruments were put down and it just came just to chatting like we got on really well uh had uh you know similar interests in music and all that as well which was really cool um and awesome. uh yeah and then uh spoiler alert uh they allowed me into the band <laughs> no way and all that <laughs> uh and yeah. uh yeah no it's it's gone really well from there but uh again it also so when this happened again this was the end of last year like sorry the start of last year so february um and yeah so like it was great that i got in but at the same time it was tough because of course you know doing a band yeah. lockdown and everything yeah. that was always that was always pretty tough but um uh no we've, we've been doing pretty well so far and i've definitely you know that chemistry that was there originally has you know yeah. sort of built more and more which is really special awesome yeah and well, that's so, the origin. so i mean one thing i want to touch on the origin there is you said that you you moved from bangladesh to australia yeah. and went to university like before we go any further what was that experience like for you because i imagine that that's a huge move oh man yeah huge culture shock dude everything uh completely different dude you know uh, in terms of food in terms of uh like just etiquette in terms of you know like punk. it's very different you know but like hey it's like a culture shock but yeah, yeah. Not used to it. what was not the biggest difference that like that caught you off guard like just Oh man. Okay. So timing, dude, when people say, yeah, man, something's going to start at 7 PM and then it starts at 7 PM <laughs> or like just in general, because uh, one thing which, which is interesting, another reason for like our name being packing Dhaka actually is that, so in our country, there's a lot of traffic, right? There's a lot of traffic. It's packed because population density. So that's why when people say they're going to be somewhere at 5 p.m., people know, okay, so he said 5, that means around 7, uh, 6.30. So it's like already understood, right? So time just works differently from where we are, 
you know so when when i came here and i'm like yeah yeah so 5 p.m i'll just go there at six and then i miss an hour (laughs) i miss an hour of activity but yeah but you know that's one thing for sure wow and what about the accent like and the 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 like the i don't know like the the english is it different to what you expected yeah a little bit because we grew up on uh you know western like stuff from like america and stuff hey so, yeah. so, so just the fact that i just said hey now dude man i've been like just <laughs> i've been here for a while but yeah uh stuff like that also h dude you guys say h like what's up with that you know h yeah it's h, h dude. what is h man like <laughs> how do you say it it's h that's how we've said it all our lives h and then I come here, it's like, oh, yes, A, B, C, D, E, M, G, H, sorry, H. I'm H, like, H. Yeah. Yeah. I say H. No, because you're also American, dude. I know. <laughs> really? Because I, I didn't even realize that that was a thing until you just said that. That's blown my yeah, mind. Too, my brain yeah. is going, what the fuck? Like, H, <laughs> H, I, J, K, element of, yeah, wow. What wow. about you, Paul? I, what do you reckon? Did you also... Sorry, no. I was asking Paul. What did you? Oh. How do you say? Yeah, that was the first time hearing that um ex- example of an English language. Actually, I didn't <laughs> think about that. Yeah. It was like a a a. I was like, it's a letter, isn't it? Not a way of saying yes or no. <laughs> Same thing, isn't it? Wow, like my mind is just blown. It's just taken a couple seconds to kind of take it in. Process, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something that's just something I never, I never noticed. But um, what about what about the food? What was that transition like? We're getting off topic, okay. but I just, I'm just curious. No, 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 for sure, no, because it's like a thing, hey, because you know. But dude, uh, food here was much more like just like fresh, man. Like in terms of yeah. like just uh, like the fruits were way sweeter, and it just like retained. I don't know. I can't remember how to say it. Like the watermelons, you don't understand. So back home, the watermelons aren't like like that all the time. Like it's not the watermelons so much in Australia that he eats the skin as well. Yeah, yeah. sometimes they you know the no as a as a joke, obviously. I, uh, yes, totally. I've seen you more than one. Listen, man, yeah, you pretty, just pretty vibe, you know, like do some pranks with the boys, you know. But yeah, dude, it's so fresh, dude. You don't understand the watermelon here is so fresh, dude. I ate the skin. Man, it's crazy. But also, like, the food is a bit more, like, you know, like, it's not as spicy, hey, it's obvious, of yeah. course. But I think that was a good thing. However, when I went back home, my spice tolerance had been destroyed. <laughs> so all of my friends made a lot of, like, they're like, oh, whoa, man, you go to white country and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and what about the music scene over there? Like, this, what is, what's that like? Amazing, man. Our indie music scene is beautiful. Like, um, we are uh, f- like for uh, countries like bangladesh india and stuff like there's like a, some amazing english like you know bands and musicians doing a lot of great stuff but which you know like a lot of the masses don't get to hear you know yeah. when you think about india you'll think oh okay bollywood you know but like now nah, there's actually awesome english indie bands and stuff so yeah the scene is very nice cool man do you reckon when the world opens you'll be able to like take the band over there and go on one day, sure. one day that would be awesome yeah yeah that'd be really cool I, 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 since i'm um 
like back home i had the privilege to work with a lot of like the big names back home and stuff like that and you know so i um they're all very excited to see the development of the band here and stuff as well because you know if we do something here everything our eyes go back to the home country as well hey yeah for sure and, and max i didn't know you were you were a little bit american oh well there you go um yeah so my mom is from america um so i am also an american citizen i've been there a little bit uh, but i've lived in australia most of my life and i was born here as well yeah yeah man you don't even have it in the like in the voice i can't even hear it no like, well yeah. i mean i've lived in australia my whole life pretty much yeah. I, I lived there for about a year when i was really young um and you know it doesn't you know wasn't there long enough to really develop an american accent uh i remember when i was really young people telling me that i had a bit of an american accent or people sometimes tell me now that you know some of the things you say sound like you know i might use the american version of a word like for example um the whole h thing like i say h not h exactly <laughs> h. we're gonna drop this are we oh wow well, so yeah some of the or sometimes i think like oh well what's the australian or version of this or what's the american version of it so like um or like you know for example like in the boot of the car or the, the trunk sometimes i think what what do you guys say in australia again <laughs> uh, yeah. so yeah no, i guess the english is pretty similar overall but there's like i guess some variations on words or pronunciation um but the interesting thing is i like i've been doing a bit of research on uh, like accents and things and they say that your your accent develops from like ages of like uh zero to three and then it pretty much locks in so like you're you're a bit of a sounds like you're a bit of a um a hack to that system or that 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 uh you know that uh what would you call it um that theory i suppose i reckon it's all about like the nature and nurture hey like yeah. environments i don't know um for example my mum lived in america all of her childhood and like early adulthood but now that she's lived here for about half her life uh she definitely still has the american accent but it's definitely not as strong as someone that you know has lived in america their whole life so people here can very clearly tell it's an american accent um but if she goes over there then uh it's people can easily pick up that she lives somewhere else yeah, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Mm. Fun fact: Hartley is the only person like that's just Australian, Australian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> pretty boring. Nemo, <laughs> hmm? your other country of origin? Sort of? My other country. Uh, well, well, if you can't tell with my name, it's Finland. Oh, very nice. So it's half. It's half Finnish, half unknown. My background. Yeah. So Hartley and I are the only people from Australia here. I was born here. <laughs> Just hardly know. Sorry, no one else. I have to say, I have to say, with a lot of the American kid shows that I've watched for, the, um, like during my before teens, I just subconsciously just kept on saying tomato ever since instead of tomato. But for some <laughs> reason, it sounds Aussie to me anyway. Like, <laughs> even though no one else says that, like, yeah, I'm just like. <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt weird. I, I, as soon as I said tomato, I'm just like, wait, am I speaking Australian? I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, 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 I say pasta instead of pasta, just to, just to mainly roll people up and be like, oh, could I have some pasta, please? Pasta, pasta. And, uh, and everyone just turn and wave, look, you know, give me the look of going, what did you say? I think what's interesting is that everyone here can understand American English and the American accent quite easily. But if you go over to America as an Australian, not so much. Yeah. Not so much the other way around. Right? Yeah, it's harder for them to understand because probably not as much exposure to, you know, Australian culture. Australian, Australian TV shows. <laughs> exposure to American yeah. culture, which oh. I mean. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say another a huge uh, cultural shock was when I came here and I started learning about the Wiggles. Then I learned about fruit <laughs> salad, yummy, yummy. And then Auntie Donna, dude, oh my God, Auntie Donna is the best. Yeah. Good stuff, dude. Am I missing out on something? I didn't even know who Arnie Donner is. I'm Australian. Am I missing? My guy, dude, they're the best. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's Arnie Donner? What am I missing out on? Listen, Auntie Donner's big old house of fun on Netflix, bro. Just like right now. Okay. Let's cut the interview. Oh, yeah. Done. Yeah, I've heard about that. Green yeah. chair. Is it like an Australian kid show or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's a TV it's show. It's, it's a, a, a comedy group. Cartoon, yeah. Oh man, I must be missing out. All I know is cartoons is the big list show. That's the most Australian. Oh uh, man, the big, oh, <laughs> dude, oh my god, dude. You guys have some amazing stuff here. Like. <laughs> oh man, well, shout out to the big list guys. Oh. Yo, shout out to Woolies, man. Woolies is amazing. <laughs> Yo, dude, okay, okay. I was gonna say when I came here and I saw that I could check out my own stuff. <laughs> no, dude, you can just take your grocery, right? Okay, you can take your grocery, then you can just scan it and then put it in your own bag, <laughs> and then you can leave. Yeah, <laughs> you don't understand how big that was, guys. You don't, dude. We, dude, listen, man. You don't understand. Just like a few days ago, I was there at the grocery store back home, waiting in line for like ten minutes for the people to bag stuff, man. But then I come here, you can DIY. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Man. Another about technology. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but you know that it still don't have pay wave in the U.S. Yeah. What? <laughs> They don't have PayWave, but like you can't tap your card if you want to buy something. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah. You think <laughs> you the land of the free would have a like, PayWave? That's literally a thing. Like, if you go there, you have to, like, you know. <laughs> or... There we go. Someone's looking for a billion-dollar idea right now. Uh, start PayWave. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm going to do, man. The first thing I go back home. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you should be going to all the supermarkets over in Bangladesh and be like, why don't we get self-serving counters here? Oh, no, bro. I don't think, listen, as much as I listen, I love my people. I love my country. It's just, we're, bro, we're going to steal a lot of stuff, man. Listen, man. <laughs> I feel like a lot of good business ideas probably come from, you know, people experiencing different cultures and then realizing, why don't we do this back home? I do, but like, <laughs> listen, we can't. Yeah, we can't. Yeah. Saying, business ideas in general i feel like that could happen yeah. a lot that's true that's very true mm. yeah I, I i agree like and also i feel like um also like making you know the whole idea of making things better and easier you know that that's a that's a good point you know what works in one place you know could work in another sometimes it doesn't but um yeah um you know our editor's a finished dude so he's going to appreciate you know having you know a finished character on this uh on this episode 
And what is it with Finnish people quickly about, you know, Finnish people being able to grow, you know, really good beards. It makes me jealous, man. Uh, for most people that I've, I've heard don't really question about that sort of thing. It's mostly to do with the, the antisocial behavior rather than, <laughs> rather than the, fa- <laughs> the facial hair. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even heard of the antisocial Finnish behavior. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a whole, it's its whole branch of mm. cultural concept yeah and i've learned more about culture in this podcast so far than i have you know <laughs> COVID epidemic. <laughs> but now guys getting a little bit of back on topic like um you know like who who's the songwriter of the band you know that's well we have summon tells the stories and then we have timo who is the chord machine and that's where oh, it all starts yeah. So basically, uh, Timo gives me chords. I go through trauma and heartbreak, and then I write. And then uh, Max does the <laughs> like he makes it beautiful, and then Hartley oh, does yeah. the. And that's well, how I, I, can see, I can see it happening. I can see it happening. I've been talking to you guys for like the last ten minutes. It's true. It could be. It's really true. <laughs> well, that's you can already kind of tell with yeah. <laughs> how everyone reacts. Yeah. <laughs> Look, like in, when I, when we started the band, I already had like six songs written and then Timo and I, we made them like a reality, like proper, you know, and then Max came and he changed the game, dude. And then Hartley came and he played drums. Revolutionary. He added wind chimes, bro. Wind chimes. You understand? Wind chimes. Wow. <laughs> And cowbell as is a more oh, recent. Oh god! You, Very oh, important. have to have it's essential item. Yeah. <laughs> cowbell. Nice man. Any? But I think songwriting is um, all quite collaborative in general. Yeah. Now yeah. it's much more collaborative. Yeah, but I, I just hope for your sake. Uh, 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 so I mean, that you don't have to have your heart broken for every song, no, bro. Or else, how are we gonna get the content, bro? Listen, first of all, we need to go for unobtainable females, then, second of all, what we do is get our heart broken by unobtainable females, and then, third of all, cry, fourth of all, drink, fifth of all, don't drink because I'm Muslim, sixth of all, <laughs> write the song. We take we take the fast lane with our songwriting process, yeah. <laughs> nice, man. Nice, you'll have to. You'll have to, uh, you just have to start a, you should start a Tinder account for the meme and be like, uh, um, I'm after looking for a girl to break my heart for, for, Brother, for a uh, new yes, yes, I have not done that at all. Yes, yes. That's not what I've done. <laughs> I've not done that. Yeah. Uh, j- just on the songwriting, did you guys have, did you guys have like a concrete sound you guys want to like play or is just every song is going to be different? I think we have like a sort of, you know, uh, a boundary, like, you know, most bands would have, but um, we're certainly kind of open to experimenting within that and trying to come up with something, you know, a little bit different. So I wouldn't say we're very locked into a certain sound. I feel like we are still in the process of really finding that. Um, Usually we can sort of tell if it's the right kind of vibe for the band, but yeah, we're not really after anything too particular, as far yeah. as I can 
think of. I don't know what everyone else thinks on this. Yeah, so like when Timo was initially categorizing our music, he was like, it's eclectic neo-funk indie rock. So it's like, it's it's essentially, it has like a bit of funk. It has, it's like what how I would like describe our music is if Ocean Alley met the Chili Peppers meeting Queen. You know what I mean? That's kind of like that vibe. But you have to sort of think about how like, uh, well, to me, it felt a bit too of a niche idea that, you know, the sound expanded itself into you know just sort of whatever that sounds right for the pop indie sort of scene has a lot of elements but it comes back to like the hook we'll have a hook where we're like oh you know if you remember <laughs> that's how we get them <laughs> nice and um <clears throat> and what a like what's What's been the the journey for you guys, like playing gigs? What's the the live Sydney music scene been like for you guys? Have you got to really experience? I've seen that you guys have done here a bunch of gigs at Lazy Bones. Yeah. Lazy Bones is like oh, one gigs. Of Haven't heard that word in a while. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a touchy subject. I think with uh, yeah, we've have played at Lazy Bones a couple of times. That's you know obviously a quite a favorite venue of ours. Nice. But yeah, we play as much as we can. What were you going to say? Oh, look, I was just going to ask. And how do you juggle the time, you know, that you spend with one band versus the other band? How do you kind of, you know, um, how do you manage time? Uh, well, usually our band practice is packing dark ears on a Saturday and then terabytes on a Sunday. So usually works out pretty well. Um, and I guess with things like gigs, they're all usually booked fairly far in advance. So yeah. There hasn't ever been any sort of clashes. Um, you know, I have a pretty good understanding of what we need to do in each band. So um, I can set aside the time for each, I think, and it hasn't really caused any issues up to this point. Mm. And uh, when you're going out with, uh, you know, Terabyte versus the, you know, uh, the, the, the band, um, you know, is there a bit of a gear change? Are you bringing out, you know, uh, cleaner, cleaner amps instead of the Marshall stacks? Or are you still taking the <laughs> Marshall stacks? No, the Marshall, the Marshall comes with me everywhere. Um, that yeah, heavy totally. 30 kilo amp. Oh, I know uh, these old three of these guys have had the... You know, bug oh, bug yeah, we've had a bit of experience lifting that. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, so, work out. If anything, it's probably more gear with these guys because I always bring my multi-effects pedal, which I just don't use for terabyte just because it's one extra thing to bring that I don't need to use. So gear-wise, pretty similar. Um, I guess I use the same amp. Um, I use different guitars, though. Like terabyte, I like to use the humbuckers for that more hard rock sound. Uh, I guess with backing duck, I like to use single coil guitars for that cleaner sound. What are you bringing out a strat or a telly or or what have you what's your what have you got in your arsenal? Well the telly is the go-to and then I have a, a strat which I kind of use a bit more as like a, a backup just because the telly's a bit nicer. Yeah, for sure. And um what about the rest of you boys? Do you have to break your backs every time you do a gig or you you have a bit of a a bit of well, an easy ride? He's the singer. Look, no, I have, have the best bring some Bro, I have to bring a costume change. I have to bring some exactly. water. You know, you know the vibes, bro. 
so much work, man. And Timo, he just brings all of his gear, which is his piano yeah. and 94 pedals <laughs> and the three guitars. Yeah, this Yamaha synth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could say it's worth, though. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. All right, guys. And uh, I just want to touch on quickly, like, have you been um, working on music during lockdown? Have you have you got some projects in the works? Yes, sir. Max, go on, go crazy, tell them. Um, so I guess we've got, we've been working away at a, a single for quite a while. Uh, we don't really know when that's going to come out. Really hard to say at this point. Tomorrow, but... it's coming out tomorrow, all three. <laughs> Very unlikely. So yeah, we've worked uh, our mix, our uh, music video, and our artwork. So that's something productive we can still be doing yeah. uh, while in lockdown. So I think the key is just you know finding what you can do and you know not dwelling too much on what you can't. So things like that, um, as well as uh, we've just been trying to be a bit more active on social media. Um, we have like we're doing this thing where we're kind of having like a day per person. So we have mad max mondays which i take on we have new tunes tuesday uh which hartley is doing where we just share um new music from local bands um mad max mondays is just like a rant thing that i'm starting up to do with like frustrations in like the music industry uh we're going to be starting wizard uh wednesday wisdom soon with timo where he'll be sharing a piece of his own wisdom uh, and then yeah. we fan pack fridays fan pack fridays where someone's just kind of shouting out uh, I guess someone within the, you know, our packing ducker family group where, you know, they help us out. So um, I think doing these sort of things, keep us, keep us accountable um, and make sure we're still keeping busy. And then we, you know, just doing our weekly calls on Saturday to try and yeah. keep things, you know, no. some sort of family normality. Yeah. yeah normality. We started this uh, carry on, uh, quarantine karaoke uh, video series recently, and we actually had the for, you know good fortune of a lot of our friends actually hopping on the challenge and challenging other people and stuff as well. Like really awesome names from the scene, like Sigmund Fraud and the Noon Shift, the Bite of Terror, all of them, you know, like did some stuff. So that was really cool. Oh, good. Nice, man. That's a good idea. Yeah. You guys should jump on it as well. All right. You know, Hamish without the end. Yeah, oh, today I'm going to be singing. Oh, you know, go for it. Dude. That's probably what I'd sound like, to be honest, man. Having a having a having a seek. <laughs> um, but I oh, I just lost track of what I was gonna say. I was gonna ask, um, so what are you doing at home? What platforms are you 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 doing the Mad Max Mondays? Well, look think IGTV. So I just started uh <laughs> This Monday, and I've I've got one lined up for next Monday. Um, it's so gotten quite of a good response so far, you know. So nice. we're pretty happy and with how it's going. And Max, what frustrates you, mate? What riles you up? What gets you? Uh, there's a lot of things that you know just make me fume. Uh, but you know, this week it was that awful feeling when you drop a pick inside an acoustic guitar. Oh, oh yeah, Hell nothing. Yeah. Is a great sin. <laughs> Oh man, my guitar just—I've just been too fucking lazy to get them out. So now my guitar just rattles like a like a rattlesnake every time I pick it up. I've got a like a jar of picks here, and I just get a new one and go fuck it, you know. <laughs> I just gave up. I just was like, I don't want to fight this problem anymore. Look, we've lost. You know, it's, it's understandable. You know, 
these things happen. Yeah. So now I just take like every time I go to the music shop, I'm like, yeah, could I buy a hundred picks? You know, <laughs> give me a hundred. I want a hundred because I just fucking lose them everywhere. So, um, yeah. So that's that's how I that's my overcoming that issue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that preventing the issue or hiding the issue, would you say? <laughs> look, look, I would say it, it It probably, in all honesty, it avoids me addressing the issue rather than just masks it a little bit, you know, maybe a little... The compensation. Yeah, yeah. Actually, while I was doing that video, um, it was kind of frustrating because what's really hard is dropping a guitar pick inside a guitar but making it look natural and you're not like you're not doing it on purpose. So I had... But there were so many times I had to, you know, legitimately try and get the pick out of the guitar just because I wanted to get the right take of it looking natural. And so I had quite a bit of practice <laughs> recently. <laughs> the one trick I discovered is if you loosen the strings, it makes it a lot easier to kind of get your hand in there and kind of get it out. Yeah, yeah. I had this issue yeah. where I haven't had this problem before, but I dropped a pick inside the guitar and because it's got a pick up inside, it's got like wires as well. Yeah. So it got caught in the wire. So even when I kept shaking the guitar, it wasn't moving. And I, my hand it wasn't moving. So I, like I tried everything. I got like a pencil. I got a ruler. <laughs> it didn't work. So I had to loosen the strings and just get my hand in there. Nice. And does it come, do, they, is, do you lose your picks on the upstroke or downstroke? Most of the time. I reckon oh. it would be down, like you, when you're playing, when you're going that way. Just Who knows? Yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know where my picks go half the time. I think little elves come into my room and steal them. I think so. Like, I'll be like, oh, where did that pick go that was on the counter here? I mean, well, that's the theory that makes scientific sense I've heard so far. Yeah, because I don't understand because I've lost all of my picks, but I never took them outside my house. Exactly. You know, I, mean? you know, I think this is yeah. the most compelling evidence for aliens right here. <laughs> Especially also, where are you, Hamish? I think, have you been abducted? Oh, look, I, I think so. Where are you? I'm not I think it's just looking sure. thick. Thing is over at Finland with the Northern Lights. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doing some field work for his research. All right, no worries, dude. I'm here. All, All right, thanks, oh, man. Help now. Yeah. I'm not alone. <laughs> Do you have the Northern Lights in Finland? Like, mm. I might sound very stupid here by you gotta, you gotta You got to go north, like Lapland area. Like close to Norwe Norwegia, Norway. <laughs> Norwegia. 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 But yeah, now in terms of uh, singles and stuff, I think we're really excited because uh, we still actually don't have a single out, you know. But yeah. like we don't professionally and stuff. We've had put out covers. We've done stuff. We're doing some online content to engage like our fan base the fact that we have like an engaging fan base we're really uh grateful you know because like with university with any band starting from uni you'll have your bunch of friends you know that support nerd like, or oh, my okay to you gave my oh, oh, oh. You know, yeah like, yeah so and also we were like really excited because uh, we dropped march we dropped march without having a single out and it sold out in, in a week you know nice like, man but i mean by sellout i mean we had like you know but like still <laughs> like I, why you, you brought up an interesting topic which i actually wanted to touch on um now we're we're at west underground are looking to you know start a little merch line 
And um, also there's probably a lot of other bands that are watching this. Well, you know, going, we, we want to start a merch line too. So what is the best way of doing it? What's the most economical way of, you know, getting the job done? Well, dude, easy. Just listen, hire a sweatshop back in Bangladesh until you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the garment industry back <laughs> You know what was really funny? When we got our merch, right? It was written made in Bangladesh. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the terabyte merch and the um, packing darker merch is the exact same, really, except for the print and the color of the shirt. So and the uh, logo and the band. Yeah, and the, and the band. <laughs> so I mean, same shirt. It's the Gildan shirt. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how? What is like the best way for like up and coming bands, also West Underground, to to get shirts made for? Right. And, uh, you know, what's the best service for doing it? Right. Well, um, I got recommended by my friend in Sigmund Fraud, who um, this place called Primary Printing, which is in like Forster. So like a few hours north of Sydney, um, a place called Primary Printing. They do shirt printing and, you know, they've been very easy to work with um, and they give us a good deal. And, you know, I remember... You know, he was—he knew like we were in a band and everything, and we needed shirts urgently because we didn't organize it far enough in advance. We really desperately wanted it for our gig, so it was like, you know, don't worry, I've got you. Like he sent it, he sent, he got it rolling before we even paid him. So, what a legend! Wow. And you gave? Did you have to call and get in touch with him that way? Uh, I think I have called him before, but like you know, responsive over emails. So good experience. Um, so I can recommend that, but. Yeah, I guess just finding um, someone that can do much for you. Yeah, yeah, I reckon because I don't think like stuff like that exists where like a sole subsidiary of like local bands, you know, who do that yet. Yeah, yeah. So like the shirts are made overseas, but the printing is local to New South Wales. So um, I guess it's good as well because when it's local, um, the shirts don't take too long to you to get to you. Um, yeah. They can get quite quick and there's no expensive fee so yeah, yeah it's worked for us so far yeah because I, I we've been looking at it and there's a couple different ways and i think like most people will find that there's like the way of setting up a shop and having like somebody take more money for taking the role of the being the distributor as well like you can get like a, a company to send out the shirts or you can take the take it upon yourself to order the bulk buy of shirts and then everyone who i've been asking you know gets it at different companies and all that kind of stuff yeah like um yeah. for us we haven't like got a you know anyone managing like any company managing distribution or inventory something i've thought about but like i feel like if you can kind of do it yourself it's yeah. probably easier i mean in terms of easier like it's you know more cost effective and um but i you know i see the value in it if you need to you know got a higher demand for it but i mean for us we just get the shirts and then we just sell, sell them at gigs or you know if someone wants them we'll just <laughs> give it to them when we see them or you know for paul recently i went just went to the post office to sort it out for him nice i saw the little note that you wrote on the uh <laughs> on the shirt yes wanted to give it a bit of a personal touch oh yeah well yeah it was nice, nice. really nice it came in within like Less than a week, I reckon. Why didn't you hang yeah. it up? Earlier than I thought. 
I didn't want to. Didn't want to <laughs> talk about terabyte the whole time because I hear it on. You know, I know we got terabyte on here as well, but it's not about them today. All right, I put up. I put up on another interview. The bite of terror. The bite of terror. Yeah. yeah, I was also surprised how quickly it got to you because, like, yeah, it got it got there straight away. So mm. yeah, I was pretty that. Yeah. Uh, just on the topic of music, and and your influences in music um i max i know you had to got the sinister gates custom and i'm a big fan of Avenged Sunfall. and when i saw you play it i was like in awe that someone has a sinister gates custom how do you like do you guys got influences and did you buy the merchandise or the instruments as well well i guess with the story with that that's actually ash's guitar and i've just kind of adopted it myself <laughs> yeah. oh, lucky you that's not even my guitar. I just I just use it all the time and have it with me. So you saved a thousand dollars. Saved a thousand dollars doing that. Yeah. Quick, sell it. Sell it. Sell it before he notices. Quick. <laughs> How I about like the it. rest? Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? You guys got influences as well, and did you guys go out and buy their signature instruments or anything as well? Oh yeah. So recently, I'm I bought like ordered like the you know the Elvis mic for some like for like the live shows and stuff like that because nice. uh, uh, I, I i also like you know like um very heavily inspired by like you know like more flamboyant frontmen like your princes your mercuries with like a whole like you know like ziggy stardust like face paint and stuff like that uh, yeah so you know stuff like yeah. that that explains yeah. the costume changes you're planning to do yeah, no, no, no. I, I also, like, dude, I've I've been pretty inspired by wrestling as well. So you know how wrestlers make their entrance. So before every show, this is what we do. Like yes. the boys start yeah. playing. The boys. Yeah, boy. So the the boys start playing like like a little riff, and then I come out from the back. The location that Simon walks in from. <laughs> yeah. it's, either, no, it's either the back, yeah it's either the back of the venue or the back of the stage <laughs> dude so there was uh, do you know the um i think it's like the mosh pit bar the mosh yeah, pit bar yeah. oh yeah 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 so over there i came out from the toilet <laughs> yeah yeah is that where else to come out from i guess yeah <laughs> No, nice. that's where I changed. That's where I changed, and they started playing. <laughs> just, Dude, you should just start doing like getting somebody to record all this shit and turn it into TikTok. Oh, we do, we do. We have, we have, oh, we, have, have we have, we have. I think you mentioned oh, TikTok. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Oh, TikTok. Oh, that would be. Brilliant. Yeah, like put it on TikTok. Like when the when the when the when your band is on and your singer's taking a shit, and then you're like, <laughs> have you come out? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the Siri voice to narrate it, like when the band uh, is on and you're singing. Oh, no. That's genius. Oh my god. Yo, Paul, are you a wrestling fan, my guy? Um, yeah, the old stuff, you know, the Shawn Michaels and the oh, and yeah. all that as well. So I thought you're gonna do like get a bit of Shawn Michaels getting on. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I think of it, yeah. A bit of Shawn Michaels. I don't watch it now, but you know, Shawn Michaels and Triple H's and all that. I've always watched the good stuff. The raw is war era or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit like after that as well. Oh, yeah. So, um, Timo and Harley, you got any influence as well in music? No. Do you want? Do you want to start, Harley? Yep. Yeah. No worries. Uh, well, for me, uh, as I mentioned, the Chili Peppers. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Chad Smith, the drummer. 
again, his style, uh, like his style of play. Um, and also he's a pearl artist as well. Um, and I'm quite like, I, I think this is like generally pearl kids are like quite, um, like they used a lot, like um, I'm a big fan of playing them as well. So like, for example, um, I use a, so I use Timo's kit for like practice, but like um, when we all practice together, but like in my place, I've got like a Pell export and I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of their lineup as well. So like their masterclasses as well. I haven't played on it yet, but you know, something for the future. Um, so yeah, big fan of them. Uh, Dave Grohl, of course, and the Foo Fighters, big fan of them. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's, uh, I guess you could say, uh, Dave Grohl's a bit like, uh, Timo <laughs> plays every instrument, right? Uh, <laughs> the songs. <laughs> going back, going back to the, the drum kit, the, the one we the Yamaha gig maker, the one we've got at the, the band room has the worst sounding snare, <laughs> even, <laughs> even like not even recorded, yeah. like live snares, just, oh. It it's, does again, not do any of our songs justice. It's like, ironically, it's called the gig maker, but we use it for practice, like yeah. only. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, um, um, so oh, yeah. Um, but uh, hey, it's usable. It's usable. Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, Chad Smith, Dave Grohl. Um, inter- interestingly for me, I. Um, when I was sort of like in my younger teens, I started watching like a lot of drummer YouTubers as well. So like, uh, Cooper drummer, for example, was one I watched a lot. Like I watched a bunch of his covers and like the fact that a lot of his drumming, drumming wasn't improvised. I mean, sorry, sorry, it was very much improvised and like, um, yeah, he, he brings very much his own touch as well. So it was sort of funny because <laughs> whenever like I try to, I, try and cover a song my drum teacher's like it's very very improvised like where are you getting this from and I'm like oh uh youtube may or not be an influence of this <laughs> we're going off so um yeah like that's uh interesting enough a big um yeah influence with my style uh and of course as uh, my drum teacher uh as well um big influence is mine so he uh, so like a lot of crowded house, his style is like very much crowded house and the Beatles. So yeah, like um, my style is like definitely a mix, which is very suitable for the for the bands as well. Because again, as we said, we're not really secluded to the one genre. Sort of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, multi- like a multitude of genres. Yeah, as well. Yeah, with all those uh, musicians on YouTube, don't you think that? They are like more talented than the people that are in real bands because you got the dude yeah. on guitar oh. and you got Davey 504 who does bass. Good Davey 504. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the um, Jared Dines, the other guys as well. I'm like, they should be in bands and they'll be so good at it. I just don't know how they're so good on YouTube, but they just can't, you know, I don't know if they're comfortable. No, so with it. It's so weird. It's no, so weird. Yeah, but uh, they, you know, 10 minute songs and stuff as well. All of these people have bands, man. They have mm. bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bands, just like Dan Vasquez or Dan Vasquez's amazing voice. I'm like, this guy could be worldwide, and and Davies could be any bassist. Like he proved it in his YouTube videos, you know. Davey five before was a I also saw like a video recently where Stevie T, the the guitar guy, he said he was um, asked to join like Dragon Force, and he just said said no. He didn't want to go out there and have the pressure on him. Yeah, I heard about that. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I imagine like when you're doing YouTube, right? It, you, you're the, you're the, like when you're in a band, right? I suppose you've got to rely on other people to a certain degree. And when you're, when you're on YouTube and you've, you've self-made it, like you're your own boss. And I, I suppose when you're going to trade it in to go on tour with a band and really commit to that, you're kind of going to sacrifice losing your, what you've created as a business, you know? So I, I, th that's sometimes my thought. I'm like, yeah, I think that's very true as well. I mean, I, again, I say the same about uh, Cooper Drummer as well. Like, he's a very talented guy. He's playing in like, like a lot of like a heaps of marching bands, for example, like uh, like his high school marching band. But uh, no, I think I think it's the same thing. I think like he's just been doing YouTube for so long, and he's built again basically like he's built a business from it and all. And I think if he had to do like touring and all that, it would take away from that. He'd have to sort of leave that behind a little bit. Yeah, it so, just goes yeah, to show the technology as well. Like the technology these days, like YouTube, you can make it on YouTube and you get sponsorship. Because we're yeah. talking to, yeah. um, it was a bad moon bond the other day, and he said that technology can be your best friend when it comes to music making as well. Do you guys have, like, do you guys use the technology as a huge impact on making songs as well? Oh, I would yeah. say so. Demo, that's your I do. I do, yeah. Quick so question, are you guys there. all doing it like in, you know, when you're recording, are you doing it on Logic or Pro Tools or Ableton? Or I, I record most of the tracks off of Ableton. I used to use GarageBank as, I mean, didn't, <laughs> didn't want to make it a professional thing, just like, just some concept ideas. And, but now that we're in the process of doing all these demos for, you know, us to sort of practice over and just uh, have an idea being, you know, uh, conveyed through sound. It's like, yeah, all right, we got to have it professional some way. With, <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I had Ableton and had all these different presets of keyboard sounds and there's a bunch of guitar stuff. I recently got a, like a, also another multi-effects processor. Is a Boss uh, GT1000. I don't know if you know about it, yeah. but yeah, no, it's got a lot of different. It's got a lot of different uh, tones in it. You can customize the amp sound, and yeah, no, I've just sort of been using that for guitar tone and yeah, MIDI drums. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. especially oh, especially now during lockdown, you guys have the opportunity to send each other's pieces of music as well using this mm -hmm. like different varieties which is a good thing during you know what we're doing now in lockdown so you guys can keep the music going but apart you know yes, so you're close was, apart yeah. type of thing which is a good thing it's no excuse <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly yeah it's not like 40 years ago like 40 years ago you got an excuse but these days anything's no. possible now you know john lawrence uh, the band john lawrence and the band like they did this amazing cover of the skate Perry song recently what was it? Which was what was it? What teenage oh, dream? Yeah, teenage dream, and they that was insane. Like it was such a great cover, and they all just you know it's like you know they did their parts, and then they from their individual homes, and they put it together, man. Insane. Yeah, and uh, Max, I have a question that uh, I want to ask you a bit of maybe slightly off topic, but um, have you ever thought about like getting a getting a getting a helix? Oh, um, not like, I feel like these sort of things are 
good if you like i feel like those sort of tools are really good if you uh you know want to record a lot with them or like go on tour with them um i haven't really considered you know investing a lot of money into one of those really cool multi-effects pedals just because i guess well, it's also uh, an amp yeah and i know you can amp like simulator yeah you mean the amp simp like the, the yeah pedal like, the, like it's it's so scary like the 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 one that's the whole you know the the three thousand ordeal I, I played on one and scared the shit out of me because it's so it's it's you, you, you play it through the pa or something yeah you're like, oh. and you're you're, you're <laughs> your head explodes you're like they've got this down yeah. to you know to literally science you know and um yeah i thought about it um but yeah the thing is like when you you know want to get something like that you're also like would have to like that's even more on par with what a really nice amp would be as well so yeah it kind of it, depends if you want if you want like that you know in like that sound of having an amp in the room or if you want like something that can just be you can kind of take everywhere but then you need to make sure you have the technology to you know supplement it yeah you're, you're right but also like i've wondered for guys that want to bring marshals around i mean it'd be so much easier to just to just to get a hollow marshall cab and uh you know and make it appear like you're bringing the big heavy thing but you know then just sticking that inside of it and running well, it I mean, out. bands that do use like the real marshall amps they still have the hollow cabinets as you guys may have seen yeah you know how you those pictures where it's just like you know they've got a wall of marshall cabinets but they're all empty at the back oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard from some person that ACDC have it, have like their, their cabinets are, are, are full because they're, they've got it wide. So if one blows up, if the circuit goes to the next amp and that that's oh. already kind of being, you know, because they, they're, they're just blowing up these marshals, apparently. That's how Angus, that's how Angus likes it. They're, they're, they're literally blowing the, you know, the, what would you call it? The, the circuit board. Yeah, yeah. have an amp guys that have to fix it after every show <laughs> like it's putting it's ripping the the cylinder or whatever it whatever it is yeah just burning through the oh. tubes they're burning through the acdc current <laughs> i guess that's another, like a disadvantage i think those are you know amps like a valve could go out during a gig and then that's it <laughs> yeah before but it's always a this has happened before okay guys so one thing so electricity right it's always on here you know it's always on that's not the, it's okay okay like i love my country and stuff but like yeah dude car, the electricity goes away sometimes so what happens is sometimes you're playing a gig and the electricity goes away uh, just a blackout and more amps right. And then nothing works, man. And then we're just, just be, there. Just be me. I just take the control. We're just there. My <laughs> drum kit. This has happened to me twice, and it was incredibly awkward. But yeah, you guys take electricity for granted, dude. It's always here. <laughs> wow. You, when you, if you do the tour of Bangladesh, you might have to bring a like a little generator though to run yeah. your backup if. <laughs> Yeah. No, we have that. We have that. We have generators and stuff, but it still needs time too. <laughs> oh, I see. I see the delay. <laughs> then you have to go to the drummer, Moby Dick, get 30 minutes solo, quick. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, literally, literally what happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
now guys if you had like a you know to some words of wisdom to people that want to start a band out there now what what advice would you give them hmm uh, demo you go first yeah i mean i mean it, i don't feel like whatever i would say would really help a person but just like not know who you're i don't like to say putting up with but <laughs> know know how the other person thinks with their sort of music and yeah see sure. what what see what's the right method uh to collaborate with them yeah there needs to be a proper understanding that's why we really you know like like each other in the band because like we have like this family component yeah. to us and stuff and like it's essentially who you get along with if you can't get along with the people max says this a lot of times where like we need to blend you know you might be the best guitarist the best drummer but if you don't work cohesively as a unit then what's the point so when you're starting off making a band you need to find people who you do you know who you vibe with you know what i mean yeah hotly yeah like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> thanks max um <laughs> uh, yeah like uh i think we i mean isn't that interesting i think we all like have the same idea as well i think that's how we came together as a band as we talked about like that chemistry as well um also again like for me like utilizing uh like platforms like social media and looking for like Facebook groups, for example, that are like, um, yeah, so music, Macquarie Music Society, for example, or the Sydney uh, Musician Network or whatever it's called, I think it's something like that. Uh, but yeah, just like keep looking at those groups um, yeah. and like keep looking out and also, um, yeah. And again, it's important as well is like to also sort of suss it out. It's like also suss out if like, are these people going to work well for me or my sort of uh uh yeah it's gonna be worth it yeah exactly exactly so that's another big thing um and uh and also like not essential but again it's it's handy when you when you have played uh you know live before or in front of an audience as well that's always very handy as well as as well as of course like knowing you know playing your instrument well so it's it's like a, it's you know it's sort of a bunch of things combined. It's not really like well, one thing. Performance flair, especially for a band, is like its own realm that needs to be given a lot of study. You know, mm. <laughs> it's like you know actually being on stage and knowing what to do. Very. Yeah. I think he is like uh, if you're looking at starting a band, you need to find people that are like-minded and that have the same sort of aspirations as you. Um, because that's very often the reason why people leave bands or why people split apart from each other because the initial intent was never the same to one another. Yeah. Yeah. That I couldn't um, agree more with. We've got a few minutes left. Um, do you, um, for the fans out there, where do you guys see yourselves in like a few years time? What are the plans for the band? Triple J and then taking over the entire planet and the world. We are <laughs> Australian tours. I am Freddie Murphy. And then we're going to tour the world, go back to Bangladesh. Hey, I somehow that? was expecting that. So I was like preparing myself when I finally in front of the band. So someone has big dreams. I'm like the, the more realistic character of the band. So yeah, well, if he's dedicated, I like the dedication. I love the dreamers, man. 
I guess I'm like kind of that in between, more so like with Simon. Like, uh, again, I want us, I want us like to do, uh, like really Ultra well. Ultra will open for uh, us, and then we'll we're open. going to <laughs> open for <laughs> keyword open. Much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like you know, again, maybe do some, uh, like do some touring. That'll be really cool. Get content well. up, man. Content, up. exactly. Growing I, yeah, yeah. I reckon we have some really good songs that if it's out there, people will listen to it and be like, yeah, that's a good song. For me, it's always like about setting short-term goals that will always further where you are and then seeing where the river of time takes you. (laughs) Long-term goals are so much more fun, hey. They're so much more fun. Oh, yeah. They're going to open for us and then I'm going to become best friends with them and then, you know, go out for beers. Yeah, I always think the long-term goals are a good fun point to start out, but and then when we meet Justin Bieber, I'm gonna tell him, you know what, man, I like your music. And then yeah. <laughs> so there we go. But yeah, for sure. Uh Keen Man, we're gonna very excited to release some tunes, hopefully soon. And it's a really cool experience because we're actually working with a lot of people from back home as well, from Dhaka. So like our, our album artist from Dhaka, like the person who's mixing it as well from Dhaka as well. So, you know. And our uh, awesome. editor as well. Yeah, music video editor yeah. as well. Who was our editor again? Oh, oh. 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 yeah. <laughs> the, are the police still after him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Will we ever know his identity? I don't know. <laughs> but yes. But yeah, we do have like an extended network nice and uh guys i just got to cut you off here because we have a one minute and 30 seconds um what are the final thoughts before we we stop the the this stops recording amazing thanks for having us um been following you guys for a while now love what you're doing in the during the pandemic as well yeah awesome thanks for having us oh cheers man thanks for coming on us like thank you all for coming on thank you for giving up yeah yeah jumping on this very big pleasure thanks so much like all uh, the best all the best as well and hopefully we can work absolutely as well hopefully we can do some behind the scenes we like to do behind the scenes stuff as well for like music making as well so if we can get involved with your movie making you know get a few recordings out there as well oh let's go let us know when you're playing a lazy definitely be looking out for your songs as well you guys sound really good I like I like your influence, Samim. I like it. Stay positive, buddy. Yeah, I just I like want to see your comedy as well. <laughs> I enjoy this, man. You made me laugh. I'll get Hamish drunk enough so he can send in the karaoke video for you. Right? Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll wait for that. <laughs> it's funny because he's yeah. right. It probably would happen that way. Yeah, we got no singers in our group. <laughs> we got a lot of people who can like sound like other people, but no proper singers. What, see what happens. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. Are we so much?